1: Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast.
2: Right I on. have to tell you, you, you are sitting on a stack of books, and my kitten is around. So if something bad happens, I apologize.
1: <laughs> awesome. I love the the, per, the, the the exclaimer at the very beginning. Just by the way, this could go silent. Yeah.
2: It, and it probably will any minute. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you uh, for thank taking you. some time and, and joining us.
2: I'm
1: having um, wine, if that's okay. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm coffeeing it up. I've got a, a, a super busy night after this. I've got um, a bunch of, uh, writing to do and a bunch of, uh, yeah, just a bunch of stuff, a bunch of BCIT things. And, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of those nights. So, um, so I, I guess right to it, Jesse. Thank you again for coming on. And, but talk to us about, Creating or co-creating, rate your room, rate your rate my Skype room. Like, was it was oh. it just a, was it just a matter of like hanging out with, with with a friend and saying like, wouldn't it wouldn't it be fun to have something like that? Like, how did it come up? Yes,
2: yes. Um, so my partner in crime, um, he lives in DC, and I live in Vancouver. Yep. So um, we had newly <laughs> decided to be a couple just before the pandemic hit which uh, was um, end of February, March. And then we got home from a trip uh, a week before Justin Trudeau closed the borders. So there was that. And then, um, so, but we had always um, the, for that entire three weeks when everybody moved from the studio into the home office, Yeah. Um, everybody I knew, even my mom was, sometimes snarky sometimes nice but they look so different when they're not in the studio and um, everybody was kind of doing it and everybody was sort of stuck at home at that point so a lot of us news junkies would have the news on all the time of course in the background working from home or in the beginning when everybody was the offices were all closed Um, and so uh, it was a Sunday April 12th and it was about at noon and we were just randomly talking on the phone and he said something like, oh, you should see so-and-so on MSNBC right now. They have laundry in the background. Can you believe it? That would be a six or something like that. And then he said, you know, maybe we should um, start a Twitter account and rate the rooms. And I said, oh, like, who's going to no, know? We don't have time. Nobody's going to like that. The, the pandemic can't last much longer. Right, <laughs> I right. I actually said that, right? Three weeks in um and like nobody you know why so he said okay come on let's just give it a try set it up i actually physically did it from my place in fort moody yeah and uh we we said see that was another thing too um skype was kind of on the way out and zoom was just coming in right so rate right, right. my skype room was kind of if we had known you know one of those hindsight things it obviously would have been zoom or another platform right but at the time Skype seemed appropriate. So, um, uh, we, we just, the handle rate my Skype room. Um, and I think the first three were just shitty screenshots from his TV, um, of, I can't even remember who the first three are off the Mm. top of my head. And I think one was a six and one was a seven and something like that. And, you know, a few people laughed and got the joke and, um, that night, um, I think that was our first political one. I did a Lindsey Graham, just really bad. I dropped the (laughs) F-bomb, really didn't care because not a lot of people were were tuning in. And it was, um, everybody seemed to like it. So we kind of played with that over the next few days a little bit. We kind of got a little political, we're both left-leaning and so we, you know, the Republicans or the people we didn't like would get very low marks, and we kind of played with that, and yeah, yeah. put that in a little bit, um, and then um, Claude he has background in photography, so we we didn't make it all up. Some of it was <laughs> legit, like lighting, camera uh, height, angle, all those kind of things that photographers would need. So we kind of threw that in. We got a couple um, little sticks going, like at a plant because I work in a nursery. Um, things like that. And the end of the first week, I think we had a couple thousand followers, just friends, people we knew on Twitter, people I knew from my little tiny Twitter account. Yeah. Um, he has a bigger Twitter account in his other um, job life. Yeah. And so a lot of those people, but still it was maybe two or 3,000 at the end of that first week. And then the second week, I think it was up at five. We hit, I think three weeks in, we hit 10,000. That and it, it
1: <laughs> like who would have ever thought that such a simple idea would blow yeah. up like it did? Yes, and like, lightly I, I, snarky I, I, and, yeah, like I know. just checked you, you have over 410,000 people following yeah. you on Twitter. It's insane, it's been a ride, <laughs> it's great,
2: especially because we, you know, and people are like, Well, we there was no planning at the beginning, I mean, we had a scale. Of t- one to ten, but I mean, I look at stuff that we did back then, and we would never have given it that now. Now that we've become seasoned or Raiders. Right,
1: well, seasoned pro, um, of course, yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> and and we've we've gotten uh, bolder, I think, because we've turned up the political stuff. Like it's uh. now part of what we do. And then, um, and then, of course, the pandemic dragged on, and then other world events. Trump was in there at the beginning. So we we always were a little political, and as time went on, we kind of threw that in a little more current events and things like that. So it's it's um, still about eighty percent room rating, but twenty percent we've kind of evolved yeah, yeah, current yeah. events.
1: And so, what are the key components to getting a ten out of ten?
2: Um, not a Republican, not a right winger. <laughs> pretty much. Um, Let me think about that.
1: Um, I would say... I think I just saw your cat in the background.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's going to
1: make an appearance anytime. Oh, she definitely did. Um, uh,
2: You know, the easiest things are... uh, There's two um, zeros, usually, that we call them. One is... And they're both easily fixed. Um, One is hostage video room, we call it. So (laughs) it looks like there's nothing in the background. Like, Cory Booker had... uh, he, He was very infamous for you know just absolutely nothing or or one thing or something so um hostage hostage videos are what we call something lacking anything and it looks like somebody's being held hostage so we have a lot of fun with those um and some um abductors are nicer than others and will have one thing but it's still considered a hostage video um so basically don't don't stand in front of a blank wall right. that's I mean, it sounds, you know, easy, but a lot of people do it. Like, it's, it's not infrequent. Yeah. Um, and then um, I would say camera height. So a lot of people, you, we call it the nostril view <laughs> because you can, the camera is so low that you can see right up their nose kind of thing. So the camera height makes a difference. And actually, sometimes it's so low that you can't see the rest of the room. And it's really good room. So just little things like that, lighting, lighting, yeah. lighting, um, adding something cute, um, quirky, a plant, a pet, a kid. You know, we started, um, one of the things that has changed over time was in the beginning of, um, I would say, the first couple months, there would be people working from home that would have, she's, she's literally tearing <laughs> the coach apart. Um, there would be people that would have the kids run in uh, at time to time or a dog barking or cat photobombing, And, you know, there would, a lot of people would love it. And we of course would give points to that because everybody liked to see it, but there was still that undercurrent of, you know, it's not very professional and, you know, that's supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to be doing a serious interview. <laughs> and what's really evolved over time is people have really become much more chill about that kind of thing. Sure. Um, because we all have it, we all suffer from it. And I think the one thing the pandemic showed us was we're all kind of in it together. I mean, it showed the opposite too, but as far as people trying to do the home studio office um, living room, sometimes bedroom kids, pets, you know, daily life. um, It's, it's a lot more people. You, you rarely hear that anymore.
1: Mm. Oh, that's
2: really unprofessional that your kid ran
1: through the room during a call. You I know? can't believe you're so, a real uh, person. Why, yeah, why would you have yeah. real things happening around you? Yeah. <laughs> Come
2: on. But there was some of that, like, you know, make, you know, we can't, you know, the dog barking is distracting or something like that. So, I mean, the, things like that, we started giving a lot of extra points for, and yeah, it's, yeah. That's, been the, that's been a lot of fun. It's, and, now, and that's attitudes have evolved.
1: It, yeah. And, and now it, you were saying off the top there, it's it spun into a new book, how to zoom in yes. a room. Yes, that was right. another
2: thing that just happened. Totally. So we kept going up. Um, I mean, we would have um, times where we wouldn't get as many followers for a while. Um, we had times where Jeb Bush decided that he didn't like um, a rating of somebody else. And that made the uh, the Washington Post.
1: His, oh, no. Nice.
2: Yes. So then it started, go- you know, we have, you know, little things like that that happened that we get slowly rising to the 400,000 followers. And then the book was, um, you know, lots of people had suggested it and we had always, first of all, we hadn't thought the pandemic would last this long.
1: I know. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, my God.
2: So it just keeps going and going. And we've sort of entered a bit of a hybrid now where some offices are going to have uh, people working from home to save money f- overhead, especially, um, you know, Vancouver. Um, so, it's going to be around for a while and I think um, that helped us because um, our publishing company wanted us to do a how-to and I mean asking two people who are not interior decorators to do a how-to book on how to zoom your room it was a little scary at first <laughs> I bet. right because uh, you know it, it was um we've memorialized it a little bit, but it was mostly supposed to be for a wider audience because obviously Twitter is our thing. Right. Mm. So we, it's very practical. It's, it's tips. Like I just mentioned the camera height. I mean, I've the stack of books. I have um, my iPad on right now. Um, Bill Clinton, Raymond Carver and Ted Kennedy, <laughs> the thickest ones I have.
0: Yeah. So it's
2: really, it's, it sounds amateur, but it, does the trick if I had the the iPad you know down here you could see up my nostrils and that's the easiest thing to fix and that's what we talk about in the book things like that really practical stuff that you don't need a fancy home office to do Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people have really nice studios um, you know and they do that kind of thing for a living but um, somebody with a stack of books and an iPad can at least get some of the basics right
1: Yeah. When I, when I got like, you know, I, I, this, this room that I'm in was, was our spare room. It was just a spare bedroom. Mm -hmm. And then I bought a bunch of gear from bro Jake who was doing rock 101 mornings at the time.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, you know, and I, and I was like, well, when I started the podcast, I started doing some Skype, like you say, Skype originally, you know, I wanted to keep it very, you know, you got a rage poster, you got my logo, your guitar, got Zep. But that's it. Yeah. Like I wanted to keep it very low key. I wanted to, you know, I. I'm excited to see. But it's perfect for.
2: But it's actually perfect for what you do there. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing too. For somebody who, um, uh, like for somebody that with like, you're gonna do very well. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
1: Guitars and
2: and those posters. Yeah, it it all.
1: I mean, it's exactly what people expected. Yeah. Uh, yeah what, exactly what have you been binge watching during the the pandemic like what oh what are the shows it um, was like oh these are snug i'm i'm going through four or five tonight
2: um ozark for sure i was so happy when ozark came back um i've gone down kind of a, a I call it a my guilty little secret road <laughs> um i have to turn off the news a lot of the time i mean just especially now so sure. um have you ever heard of Love is Blind on Netflix? Love
1: is Blind, no.
2: Love is Blind. So it was actually a, a social experiment of if you could fall in love with someone without ever seeing them. Oh. So, you, yeah. so you actually have to get to a point where you have proposed to the other person before you ever see them.
1: What? But you get so to they have a bunch of Text with them and, and of... write them and all that kind of stuff. You just no, they, to... they
2: put them in a pod. So they have a room, but it's separated by a wall. And so wow. they can see and talk to any of the 12, I think, or so in the, in the rooms. And they actually have to live together. The, the girls live with the girls. It's kind of reality, um, psychological experiment. Anyway, I went down that rabbit hole last week and stayed <laughs> down it.
1: <laughs> yes. see Like those train wreck shows are just like so easy to watch.
2: It is because you know what I get, uh, you know, obviously the 24 hour news cycle, right. And it just, we've had, I mean, if you think about it, we've had, for me, Trump was traumatic. For the world, he was pretty traumatic. So from Trump, the time I don't join Twitter the day after the election in 2016, um, I had, I guess I had a profile before, but I, I went on Twitter, which ended up changing my life, obviously in many ways. Um, Just um, a friend had said to me, you know, you're going to need help to deal with this trauma of Trump. And we didn't even know how bad it was. And What a um, a train wreck. I know. And he said, you know, you'll find like-minded people that are as upset on Twitter. Twitter's not like, you know, Facebook. It's very political and you might like it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) fast forward six years. Yeah. Definitely. Um, But we've had, I feel like uh, North America well, and the world has had one trauma after the other. So we've had, um, trauma might be too strong a word, but we've had Trump, we've had the pandemic, we've had, um, you know, the clown convoy, we've now got World War Three, we've had catastrophic climate change events. Um NBC. So I feel Floodings like
1: things and fires and Yeah,
2: like it's just constant, like one after the other. You don't even really get a break. So yeah. for me anyway, I just have to turn that stuff off. Like just just I have to watch something like housewives or something completely opposite for yeah. at least an hour a night, or yeah. it just gets
1: yeah. I think everybody's kind of at that point now. I mean, I was certainly yeah. pre COVID, I was kind of almost like that. It's just too much sometimes, you yeah. Know? are yeah. you are you a big sports fan are you you who's your team
2: um oh this is also sad um green bay packers You're a um head. i yeah i know i well it's kind of bad now you got, you got <laughs> the
1: cheese you got the cheese head somewhere in the house Come
2: i on. actually um it's in my office right now because i couldn't look at it for for a while after aaron Rodgers and everything of yeah. all the seasons you know speaking, anyway speaking of
1: traumatized
2: Okay. Yeah. And, and I went after him. He, you know, we only followed three people ever. We followed, um, uh, we each got a choice. So I followed Justin Trudeau and um, Claude followed um, uh, Obama. Sorry, Joe. (laughs) And I got, I got Aaron Rodgers because of being a Green Bay Packer fan. So I had to unfollow him (laughs) and it was very traumatic. It was, it was, it was a dark moment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It,
2: it was something. It was a public breakup, if you will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very public.
1: Who's the most so famous we, person that that follows you on Twitter?
2: Oh. Um, Do you know? You know, we've had the most famous person, I would say, that has uh, replied or retweeted or liked was Hillary Clinton. Whoa. But she doesn't follow us. But that, um, I think it was three weeks after we started. Uh, I gave her a nine mm. like looking back on it that would not have happened today but anyway I did I gave her a nine and um, it was like like at that time I think we were just hitting maybe six or seven thousand followers maybe closer closing in on 10 but it wasn't that many but that was a very popular tweet and I had done it just before I'd gone to bed and of course claws um, on the other side of the continent. So eastern time it was all you know i'm three hours behind so um i think my for whatever reason my phone kept flashing and even though i wasn't looking at it my alarm hadn't gone off so i finally looked at it at about 5 30 a.m and i had like 17 people including my mother <laughs> texting me hillary replied <laughs> like That's what
1: awesome so and, that and- was
2: that was the first and probably for me my favorite's Celebrity or famous person moment
1: for sure. Yeah, and it's it's moments like that. That's the reason why the account is as big as it is. And like when Jeb yes. Bush was going off about shit, like that's the stuff where people are like, "What is this account?"
2: Yeah, yes yeah.
1: Like you I think we that. confused
2: a lot of people.
1: Yeah, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Uh, uh, you know, outside of you know what you're known for, like what mm-hmm. was the music in your house as a kid growing up?
2: Oh, um my dad uh well he's my dad is a former baptist minister okay so there was nothing other than gospel music i do remember when was it who was the it wasn't johnny who was the country star that kind of crossed over into christian music he and his wife and oh. we got to listen
1: um dan hill
2: I, I can't it, remember. Wasn't he married now, to like Faith Hill for a while? No, we're talking like way back. Oh, way like, back. Oh. Way back. Um, anyway, it'll come to me. So that was for probably sure. the only piece of music in my house that wasn't um, app like Christian.
1: Y- yeah, interesting. Wow. So, yeah. So were- I
2: would, I, when I was in grade seven, um, everybody was listening to ACDC. And I remember just because I was that kind of kid. Um, I would, I would be in my room and I would turn up highway to hell as loud (laughs) as I dared. And I remember the one time my dad, um, we're fine now, but my one, uh, he came storming in and what are you listening to? So anyway, yes.
1: So, wow. So what was was your first concert then?
2: Um, actually, uh, the kinks came to Vancouver and I would have been, I lied and I said I was going to my friend's house and her mother covered for us and we took the bus to the Pacific Coliseum and I can't remember who opened for them but it was the Kinks. I know. And at 14, what was I doing listening to them? I think it was because someone someone drove us and dropped us off. I do remember that. I think it was my friend's mom. And I honestly don't know why that would have been my first concert. My second one was Brian Adams.
1: Oh, nice. And it
2: was the first concert in BC Place. I'm I'm really aging. Myself. No, seriously,
1: you saw the first <laughs> ever concert yeah. in BC Place? I
2: believe it was the opening concert for BC Place, and oh. it was super, you know, I'm pretty sure it was Supertramp and Brian Adams. And honestly, I don't remember who opened for whom.
1: Yeah, you would probably think it would be Super Tramp. I headlining.
2: you know what yeah and probably. i'm not sure it was but anyway that was my second ever concert wow
1: you know it took me it took me till like when did GNR come to vancouver and play bc place recently like four or five years back six years so yeah ago? i think five it, or six it think. took me till then to see a show at, at bc place you're kidding never never saw a show till oh that. Wow. royal blood opened up for for guns N' roses you know i've wow. seen like probably 500 shows a thousand shows maybe over my life like yeah Yeah, it took me forever to go there, and only because everybody that ever said anything about that venue was like, oh, dude, it's the worst, the worst sound, like, Mm -hmm. it's just shitty sight lines, it's so far away, blah, 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 like, oh, like, that, none of that sounds like a ringing endorsement, I don't really want to go. No. Yeah. Was it good? I thought it was all right, but I was pretty drunk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I do
2: remember the complaint was that, for some, for some reason, the shape of the,
1: yeah, uh, like something sound that had the that bounces yeah. weird or something like that. But yeah, uh, I don't know.
2: That was always the the big complaint. But I, I spent a lot of my teenage years stoned as well. So
1: yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, well, growing up, um, re- religious. I wonder, are you now? No. You, you know,
2: I yeah. used to be. I was going to say I spent quite a few years um, trying to be. An atheist, yeah, and I still, I would still say that I tend that way, but I, I do sort of identify more as agnostic. Oh, um, I admit I don't know everything enough to say that there's nothing else there, you know. Sure. Um, so I just feel I'm not searching actively at all, or anything like that. I'm not one of those people looking. Um, I just don't feel I personally know for sure what's out there and what's, what's going to happen after life. You know, yeah, that's I'm fair. pretty sure probably nothing, but you know, there's always, there's always a chance, but I'm, I, I don't like organized religion. I don't like churches. Um, it's just, I've seen a lot of hypocrites and in, yeah. in yeah. my life. So I'm kind of tending not to want anything to do with organized religion it hasn't really done a lot for humankind in my opinion
1: not really yeah i mean take away Pretty religion much. and there would be less wars and death yep. and everything else but yeah i, I didn't grow up yeah. uh i didn't grow up um you know going to church or or any of that stuff the only time i ever went to church was like you know buddies would uh they'd be going to like apex ski resort and i'd have to go mm-hmm. to you know church that sunday prior to you know to them going up to the ski hill if i wanted to yeah. join that kind of thing right yeah. But, uh, anyway, the reason I ask is uh, uh, I'm curious if you believe that aliens have visited Earth, or if they even live, live among us.
2: No, I don't believe they live among us. I think that's another reason i i don't I don't know enough to um, to say for sure one way or the other. I'm I i do not think they'd be stupid enough to visit us, frankly. You know what I mean? I think they know I think that if, if there is intelligent life out there, they probably just are gonna let us blow ourselves up.
1: <laughs> yeah, they look art. at us and go, dumbasses. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like
2: yeah. I think that yeah. if there is intelligent life out there, I think it's way more intelligent than us. And I I'm pretty sure we're not showing much of that.
1: Yeah. They're like, <laughs> no, we'll we'll move along. We'll move along. Yeah,
2: exactly. All
1: right. Yeah. Uh Jesse, I'm gonna respect your time here. I'll ask you a couple more questions and we'll wrap it yeah. up. Okay. So I want you to tell us a near-death story. We're like, holy shit, I could have just died there. Um. Everybody, almost everybody that I've talked to has one.
2: Yeah. Actually, I do remember I was, um, my girlfriend and I were 15, and we had 16-year-old boyfriends who had their license. And I do remember going down a hill in Fort Coquitlam and hitting um, the brakes, uh, gave out or jammed or something. And I just, I remember the boy in the front seat said, we're going in, and we hit a concrete block, and um, the vehicle was heavy enough so it didn't completely submerge into the dike at the bottom of the thing, of the hill. So I do remember thinking, when he said, we're going in, um, or we're going to hit, or something like that, there was a moment there in my 15-year-old self that I thought, okay, this actually might be it, and my parents have no idea where I am, and they're going to kill me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm dying regardless. <laughs>
2: yeah. honestly, that was probably what I was more scared of. <laughs> oh
1: my god! You know, I was just up in the Okanagan uh, visiting uncles and my mom and and all that and friends and stuff, and uh, we're driving from Peachland going towards Summerland, and this biker. Uh, in front of us was going like 35 40k on the highway and i'm like real slow to slow, you know don't hit the guy and eventually he gets up to maybe 50 60 a jeep passes me and kind of fucks with him a little bit on the uh, gets yep. into his lane a little bit and then the uh the motorbike started to get up to like 80 90 100 to keep up with this jeep and he's swerving into the oncoming lane and i'm like oh man this mm-hmm. is not good this guy looks like he's it's drinking not to end well yeah, it's not, it's not going to end well. And it's just the ever slightest corner. Uh, if you know the area, it's right by where that's yeah. uh, the abandoned uh, uh, Chinese food place is there. Mm-hmm. And it's the ever slightest corner. And, and I'm with my kids are in the back. My wife's in the in the passenger seat. And I'm like, there's no way he's making this corner coming up here. Yeah. And sure enough, 90K. Oh. What? Just drove straight off the highway right into a ditch. Right into like prickle bushes, like, like blackberry bushes, probably end of his bike, like at least a couple times. I saw the bike flip a couple yeah. times, but he probably drove through these thorn bushes for at least a hundred meters, at least maybe more. Of course I stop him like, holy shit, this guy's no yeah. way he's going to be alive. Yeah. But, you know, I go up to buddy and he's, he's there. He's got a cut on the bridge of his nose. There's a bit of blood on his face. His ankle's broken. You can see it's broken. Yeah. And so I start talking. I'm like, buddy, are you okay? What's your name? Do you know where you are? You know, all these regular questions. right? Do you know how lucky you are? You're not dead? Oh, 100%. <gasps> and I'm like, uh, you know, he's like, get me out of here, man. Like, I'm, all, I'm okay. I'm like, dude, your leg is trashed. There's no way you can walk on that. Not only that, I've already called the the ambulances. <laughs> on. No, no, no ambulance. No cops. No cops. He's drinking, right? So, but oh. anyway. I saw that. That that was one of those, like, you're never, ever oh. going
2: to forget that. <laughs> oh, that so your close. heart just... Oh, yeah.
1: So close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, last last question. I know you just yep. went to Hawaii.
2: Yeah.
1: Where's the next vacation planned? Does oh, it feel good to um, get out of here and actually, you know, feel normal? It,
2: yeah, it was wonderful. Um, yeah. I had been... The last time I had been away, other than Victoria, last year had been to Ocean City in 2020, um, we, we want to go to Paris. We, we actually want to celebrate the book by going to Paris. Yeah. Um, and we had planned to do that when we finished it um, uh, last, the writing part of it in September and then, you know, October and then Omicron, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So um, we haven't gone yet and we're going to go.
1: Cool. And, and well, when is the book out <laughs> Please, God. Yes, exactly. Like, When is the book coming out? Do you have that, the release date? Uh, yeah, June 24th. Oh, it's soon.
2: Yep. Um, we got galley copy. Nice. Um, yeah, which is kind of exciting. And the pre-orders, um, the, the pre-orders are available. I'm sorry. I
1: yeah, I saw that on that. your, uh, on the rate your Skype room. Uh, yep. It's pinned on your, on your Twitter account.
2: Yep. Yep. So we're really excited. Our illustrator is actually the the one who made it what it is. I mean, the um, illustrations, it started out because um, of the issue with screenshots, of course, permissions, uh, one big thing. Secondly, the screenshots are mainly of poor quality. It was just people, what people sent to us or what we snapped off the screen. So um, uh, Claude had worked with um, our illustrator Chris, um on the billboards that he puts up for his political action committee okay. and it was just the perfect fit and so it's the illustrations are absolutely beautiful so it's it's quite a work of art we're excited
1: that's great yeah i can't wait to see that um you're easy to find beyond you know the rate right, your 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 skype yes. group on, yeah. on twitter simply your name and that's is that jesse berry how do you pronounce your last name yes
2: it's it sounds it looks like it should be exotic, but it's just like the man's name Barry.
1: Yeah, it looks like it should be like Bahre or something Ba-ray. like that. I yeah, know yeah.
2: <laughs> You can do that if you want, but it's not.
1: So it's Jesse B A H R E Y. R E Y. Yeah. On yep. Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks again for doing this with us tonight. Thank you. And uh, we and will we'll see do you online. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank have a you. great night. Talk to you soon.